0: I need to make a comment about the All Blacks. They lost. But what happened to the Springboks? What happened to Australia? But the amazing thing is God is still on the throne, amen? I'm not moved by who wins or who loses. As long as the Springboks win the World Cup, I'll be happy. It's really great to be here again and uh, Colleen and I have just so enjoyed traveling again and I got so excited to get back on an airplane uh, and to come and visit my mom who's 93 and, and she always says, and a half. The half is very important at that age. And uh, I've got a son, and uh, I'll show you some pictures if you can see on the screen there. But uh, Colin and I celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary last week. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Now, I know some of you are trying to work out my age. I got married when I was 10. <laughs> um, but... Uh, God's blessed us with an incredible marriage. And, you know, I, I often tell people the story, when we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, we were in Queenstown in New Zealand at a restaurant, and Colleen was sitting opposite me. And I thought, let me just go a little deeper in our relationship. And I said to her, why are you still with me? Now, I was expecting that she would say, you've got an amazing body. <laughs> or you handsome. Or you've got lots of money in the bank account, like a million some dollars. <laughs> but she didn't say that. This is what she said. She said, I made a covenant commitment to God on the 3rd of July, 1982, that we are going to work our marriage out until either Jesus comes or one of us disappears, I mean called to God. Isn't that incredible? So I just want to honor my wife for uh, putting up with me for 40 years. And uh, we are are so, so blessed. Let me just show you a few pictures. Um, That's my daughter. She was involved with West Coast many, many years ago. And uh, she's got three little kids and a dog called Pino. I thought I need to mention the dog's name as well. And uh, then I've got a son, and they live here in in, uh, Cape Town. And uh, so we are truly blessed by them. And then I've got a a young son who lives with us in Christchurch. All my kids are worship leaders, musicians, singers, preachers. Um, But the great news is my daughter's pregnant again with her fourth child. And yesterday morning, 6 a.m., say 6 a.m., just before load shedding, Oh, my goodness, load shedding is driving me crazy. (laughs) Just before load shedding, she had her gender reveal, and there you'll see the picture. If you can see it, it's blue. Blue equals boy. And so um, we are so, so blessed. It'll be our eighth grandchild. Um, All I can say, how many grandparents do we have here? Yes, but it's expensive man I just have to work some more now I thought I'd be retiring um but Pastor Dennis uh, Nicolette thank you so much for uh opening a door for us to minister again we always there's certain people I let I know that I will be in South Africa and you guys are the first people I let know because we love coming here we love what God is doing and I, I believe that that the word God has laid upon my heart this morning. I really believe uh, for you guys as a couple, I believe this word is for both of you. Uh, it's a prophetic word, but I really believe for as a church family, I believe this is for you. And so I pray that you have ears to hear this morning. And I pray that God will just open up your heart and mind that, that, that you would receive from him. Amen. So why don't you... Actually, won't you stand? Because you've been sitting for a long time, and I don't want anybody to sleep on me this morning. Um, And let's invite the Holy Spirit to be here. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in the place. For those watching online, in their very homes, wherever they're watching, may your presence be here. Lord, I pray for every person. Pray that you'd give us ears to hear this morning what the Spirit of the living God wants to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You know, every year I trust God for a prophetic word. And every opportunity I get to minister on this word, I share it with people, with churches. uh, No matter where I travel in the world, this is the song of my heart for 2022. And I want to speak about Kairos, Kairos, the appointed time. I mean, how apt for me to speak on Kairos, the appointed time, right now in this very moment in your new facility. I mean, this is God. God knew well beforehand that I'm going to minister here today uh, this particular topic. And so I want us to, to go to God's Word, and, and we're going to look at the book of Mark. And so let me just provide a little context for the book of Mark. And Mark is part of the synoptic gospels. And synoptic in the sin means together, optic means eyes. And so when we look at Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they have very similar content, but not the same. It's like three pairs of eyes looking at situation and they all say pretty much the same thing. It's like all the eyes looking at me and you all see something different. Some of you are looking at my amazing hair color. Some of you are thinking, wow, what a great shirt. Some of you are saying, I love your pointy shoes and everything is about me. And that's the same way with the synoptic gospels with the writers is that they saw something happen but there's just some uh, differences. And so here John Mark, um, he writes this particular book, and you must remember that this book was written because of stories being told. So he didn't sit down one day at at the waterfront and say, and now he writes the book of Mark. It didn't happen like that. Stories were told. Mark remembered the stories and then penned the stories that gives us the book of Mark today. Are you with me? And so what's also important is the audience. Matthew was written to, to a Jewish group of people. Um, Mark was written to the Romans and Greek. And so in the, that's the context of the passage of scripture that we are going to read together. So before I get to the actual verse that I want to speak on, let's just have a look at what happens. Here John the Baptist starts speaking about preparing the way of Jesus. How many of you remember that? Prepare the way of the Lord. We see that John baptizes Jesus, and it's an incredible moment where the Holy Spirit actually falls on Jesus. And one of the the symbols was the, the white dove. Holy Spirit falls upon Jesus. And I love it. God says um, in that moment, this is my son. This is my son. My prayer today is the Holy Spirit's gonna fall on you because you are his son. You are his daughter. You are precious. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're precious. Well, I hope it's your wife or your husband. (laughs) Okay, but you're precious in God's sight. And the incredible thing, is that when Jesus has this amazing encounter through water baptism, Satan tempts him. How many of you know we get tempted? You can have an incredible time here this morning in the presence of God, and you can walk out of that door and Satan can tempt you. And that's why we are in a spiritual battle every moment of every day. John does this amazing thing and then he gets put in prison. And uh, then Jesus begins his Galilean ministry, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. I just want to touch on a few, a few words in, this, um, in what I wrote on the screen. The word prepare, what are you preparing for yourself today? What's God preparing in your heart and in your life for the vision and the calling and the passion that is upon you? What are you baptizing yourself in today? You know, most of us baptize ourselves in Springbok Rugby. Let me tell you something. It's great, but it'll never get you into heaven. Your career will never get you into heaven. So what are you baptizing? What are you giving yourself into? And what are you living for? We see there that Jesus, uh, Satan tempts Jesus. Temptation is part of life. We have to get used to it. But what we do with temptation, that's either will bring about your success or your failure. If you reject it, you can continue to walk in victory. But if you succumb to temptation, you know the enemy's plan is always to rob, to steal, to kill. That's the enemy's plan every day. When you open up your eyeballs, load shedding or no load shedding, when you open up your eyeballs, his plan is to kill to steal and to destroy john gets put in prison are there things in your life that you feel imprisoned by what do you chop some a lot of people addiction are addicted to things you know this thing here i think this is the latest drug this is the latest drug can you do without this for one day some of you are saying, it's the latest drug. Okay, let's continue. And then Jesus begins. And I, I pray that something's going to stir in your heart this morning that you're going to begin something. So I'm going to read our text from three different translations. And so let's go to Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Remember... Jesus is speaking, he's speaking to Romans and Greeks, not to born-again spiritual believers. Okay, it's very important. But I believe this, this word is for you and I today. This is what he says. The time has come. He said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. In the NLT, it says the following. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. The Amplified puts it this way. And saying, the appointed period of time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret your past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, seek God's purposes for your life, and believe with a deep abiding trust in the good news regarding salvation. And so here we see the appointed time or the time is fulfilled is the Greek word kairos. Say kairos. Kairos. You were worried. I was going to put it there. Kairos, it's the Greek word. And what's important is it's the appointed time in the purposes of God. Let me say that. Kairos, it's the appointed time in the purposes of God. God's got purposes. I believe this church family had experienced a Kairos moment in the provision of this facility. It's in the purposes of God. I was so encouraged by what you shared. What, you had five churches ask you for this venue? Thank you for saying no. (laughs) Five other churches. And he didn't feel at peace. That's God. It's not that the other churches didn't believe, but God had something else in store for them. I have no idea what. But there's something, but for this church family, I believe you experienced a Kairos moment in the purposes of God. You see, Kairos is the appointed time in the purposes of God. And it's so, so important that we look at that because and understand that it's a divine moment in the purposes of God. Let's have a look at the word kairos. What does the word mean? The definition is a time, a season. Other usages are a fitting season, opportunity, occasion, time. Kairos is a um, Opportunity time is derived from the word kairos head referring to things coming to a head to take full advantage of it's the suitable time it's the right moment it comes with a capital T kairos is not chronos i think it's very important to uh, to know that it's not chronos chronos is chronological or sequential time so you and i live In in a chronological time, because how many of you had a birthday this year? We celebrate it in a chronos way, not a kairos way. Because every year, one March, I celebrate the anniversary of my birth. It's chronological. It's not divine in any way. But when God steps into a moment in time, something happens. And so here we see Kairos is a special time, chosen by God. Say chosen by God. Chosen by God to do something incredible. It's God's time. It's the right time fixed by Him, used by Him for His purpose. Kairos is like time with a capital T. All right, here we go. Let's break down this verse. I just want to speak about this particular verse. It says, "It's the important time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand." Friends, I want to say to you, you know, I know a lot of people took strain during the pandemic, and uh, people are still feeling the effects of the pandemic. I don't believe in any way the pandemic came from God, but I believe God is using the pandemic. You see, you either see life as gravestones or you see life as stepping stones. I face challenges today very differently than I used to in the past. When I used to face challenges in the past, I used to feel sorry for myself. But now I see, and when I face a mountain or I face a situation, I say, God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? Because through this stepping stone, through stepping stones comes greatness, and so don't, when you go through tough times, I want to encourage you, don't put your head in the sand. Get your head out of the sand and say, God, this is your moment to, sh- to, to show yourself strong, to show yourself uh, that, uh, that miracles can happen. And here he says that the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. I really believe we are living in a Kairos moment in the world today. And the church needs to wake up smell the roses, and do the mandate that God has given to us. This is not a time to say, woe is me. This is the time to say, God, show yourself in this divine kairos moment of miracles. The first thing he says here is that we need to repent. I really believe that as a church, we need to repent of our apathy. I believe we, we need to repent of being complacent, and, and this repentance is not only your sins, but it's about, uh, about getting up and, and, and pressing into what God has for us. It says, repent, change your life, change your inner self, change the way you think. Do you know all our battles are between our two ears, is our mind. Do you know your mind is so powerful? Do you know that your mind can tell you you're sick and you're not? If you tell yourself that you're sick 40 times, guess what? You will be sick. You will feel sick. And that's how powerful our mind is. That's why the Bible is so clear when it says, take every thought captive. Make it subjected to the Word of God. Believe the Word of God. Don't believe the report of the world. Believe the report of God's Word. Do you know, I declare every morning God's favor upon my life. I declare every morning God's goodness over my life. I declare His word every moment and I walk in the, in the words that I speak. Your speech is powerful. It says there, regret past sins. How many of you have sinned before? <laughs> Don't live there. God says you've got to regret, you've got to get get rid of it. Don't live in the past. You've got a future, a God-given future that God has purpose and destined for your life. Don't dwell in your sin. Deal with your sin, repent of your sin, walk away from your sin, and never look back in Jesus' name. Problem is we allow the sin to keep visiting us and knocking on the door of our minds. Hello, you remember me? I tripped you up the last time. I'm going to trip you up again. You've got to use that powerful Afrikaans word. Futsak in Jesus' name. There's no other word than futsak. Is that okay to say that here? Sure. Okay. Come on, say that with me. Futsak in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Foot sack in Jesus' name. You've got to kick him in the butt and keep moving forward. Amen. All right, let's go. It says, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Live your life in the way that... Which side of the cross are you living from? Do you look towards the cross? and think Jesus is going to die for your sins? Or do you live on the other side of the cross that he's died for my sins and I can live and walk in victory? Friends, victory is possible. That doesn't mean you're not gonna go through tough times, but victory is possible in every situation. I know who my daddy is. I know who my God is. Amen? This is just my introduction. Am I doing okay? All right. (laughs) Seek God's purposes for your life. Seek God's purposes for your life. How many of you have lost your phone? You turn the whole house upside down. Or if you've lost five rand, you turn your whole house upside down to look for that. That's the same word seek. How desperate are you for God in your life? You've got to go and seek after God, seek after His presence, seek after His Word, seek after everything that God has for you. How desperate are you for God? And it says there, and with a deep abiding trust of good news regarding salvation, do you trust God with your life? I trust God implicitly with my life, for my family. And let me tell you something, God's blessed us with incredible kids that all love God, serve God, all educated, all chose grace, great partners in life. But let me tell you, it just didn't happen by accident. It was blood, sweat, tears, prayer. You know, my, I was telling somebody the other day, my, son who, uh, my son-in-law married my daughter. I, uh, I said to him, he can, he can pursue my daughter, but I want to do the purple book with him. I want to make sure he's full of Jesus. I want to make sure he's full of the presence of God. And one thing I said to him is that you treat my daughter like a princess. Fortunately, they stay very close to me. And I see them very often. And when I observe behavior, any dads here with daughters? Okay, learn this from me now. This is for free. You don't have to pay me for this. When I'm in their home and I see he's not treating her like a princess, do you know what I do? I clear my throat. (coughs) He knows it's a sign that something's not right. But you see, the thing is, do you trust God? Do you trust God? Yeah. <laughs> My wife's wondering, where did that fit in the message? But anyway, you know, something that I really sense, I, I want to encourage you guys, is, is we need to stop playing church, but be the church. I love what you're doing in this, out uh, this, this mission that you're doing and the prayer walks. Love it. That's being the church. That's being the church. One of the things that that I'm really encouraging people to do is stop fitting God into. We need to stop fitting God into our priorities, but make God the priority. I mean, you can take a photograph of that. This is one time you can use your phone. Take a photo because I, I want you because everybody does. You know, when it comes to tithing, I pay everybody. Oh, I got two cents left for the church, and when it comes to church, I think, oh, I only go once a month. No, no, no. Make God a priority. Colin and I walk in God's favour and blessing today because we made we made God a priority in our lives. God was numero uno. Matthew six verse thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Young people that are here, put God first in your life. Prioritize God. You know, when when my kids used to come to us on a Sunday morning and say, Dad, I don't feel like going to church. Well, you shouldn't have gone out last night. So you don't go out Saturday night But you come to church. In my family, we go to church. We prioritize church. Sunday morning is kerk. Is it rech? This is kerk. We go to kerk. And so we go to church. My son used to come and, and he used to play in the band, but he was at church. Can't we just sleep in one morning? Dad, come on, Dad. We go here. Sunday is church. We go as a family, and we worship God. What are my kids doing today? Sunday morning, they're all in church. All in church today. All right, let let me go now to the meat of what I want to say. I'm over the introduction. Oh my goodness, right. I want to take this word, kairos, and I want to speak prophetically to you as a church this morning. And this, is, and this is what I sense in this season. I believe that when we look at Kairos and being a divine moment, is there gonna be incredible now opportunities. I wanna encourage you as a church, please do not put up the following sign, do not disturb. Do not disturb. I believe God's gonna disturb you in a positive way. I believe there are now moments that we must not miss. And if we miss it, we might not get it back. I wanna pray as a church, you keep your eyes open to now opportunities. Colleen and I pray every morning, no matter what we do, I pray for divine moments to meet with people. Over the last couple of months, we've been walking on our beach close to our house. We've met with people. we cross paths with people. God's used us in the now moment. We host His presence. We release His presence into the people's lives. These people's lives have responded. They're now in our church today. God, I believe, wants to use you in your family. He wants to use you where you work. He wants to use you with your enemies. It's a now moment, and you can do it. It's not only the pastor that can share the love of Jesus with people. If you love God, you carry His love. Go and love a few necks. Go and love a few people. I believe there's a now moment, and I don't think it's just spiritual. I think there's so many things. I believe, uh, Pastor Dennis, this was a now moment for you to be in this facility. And I believe it's a kairos, divine moment, orchestrated by God over a period of time. It was right place, right time, right moment, God came through. And friends, I believe it can, you can experience the exact same thing if you open yourself up to the Spirit of God and allow Him to use you. In Jesus' name. You know, I just want to share with you, you know, that's our building in Christchurch. This is our now moment. This will, this will encourage you guys. Um, uh, is that I had a, a businessman who was a friend of mine. He was my New Zealand father. This building was going to cost, uh, at that stage, uh, 27 million rand to build. And this guy, we've journeyed for a long time together. There was strategic partnership. I mean, he loved my family. He loved the vision. He loved what God had called us to do. And then he said to me one day, uh, at that stage, the building cost was gonna be 20, 24 million rand. He said to me, Pastor Bernard, you've sacrificed to come to my nation and now you carry a vision for the next generation. God's blessed me to make your vision become a reality. I'm gonna give you 24 million rand. That's our divine moment. That's God's appointed time. That's a Kairos moment. We're busy building. We should be finished by December. It's gonna be on the top floor. It's gonna be a 450-seater auditorium. You see, God can do that for you if you truly believe and you have faith. It's not only for material things, but it's for people's lives. I believe. (laughs) I believe it's a now moment for us. Friends, I also believe that there's going to be extraordinary and unexplainable events that's going to take place. I believe that you're going to to experience miracles. I believe that you'll experience water into wine moments. Now, I've tried this before. I read that that passage of scripture, water into wine. I said, God, if you can do it then, you can do it now. I took my glass, I went to the tap, I filled it up with water, it did not turn into wine. I was highly disappointed, but God performs miracles. What water into wine moments are you trusting God for? as a church family, as, a, as the owners of, of M&M. What are you trusting God for? Believe for the extraordinary, believe for miracles. You see, friends, I've given my life for, to God. I've given my life that I will not walk in the realm of the possible. I'm gonna walk in the realm of the impossible. I do, want, I do not want to walk in the realm of the natural. I want to walk in the realm of the supernatural. I want to walk in the realm that my God is able. Yes. Will you just truly believe that He is able? When you face a situation, God can turn it around. But do you, do you have faith and trust that God is able? I've just got a few more slides, Pastor Dennis. About 20. Friends, I really believe we're entering a season of a quickening of achieving results. I really believe this in my spirit. Do you know Nehemiah rebuilt the temple in how many days? The wall, the wall, the wall, sorry. I was just checking your theology, wall. It was 50 days. It was a miracle. I, I, I'm looking at this patch of grass here, I believe this is where the auditorium's going. I'm praying for a quickening in achieving results. I'm believing that whoever's got the money for it, I don't know who's got the money, I don't. Um, but you will have water into wine moments, and, and this is going to be a quickening in achieving results. And before you know it, that sanctuary is gonna be built. Do you believe it? That's four of you. You see, when your faith is combined with the owners, with the church, watch what God will do. I believe that there's going to be a season of incredible grace and favour on those who begin to trust Him in a greater measure. Do you know what favour is? Favour is favor. Let me tell you what favor is. When you apply for a job and you do not have the skills for it and there are 150 CVs that the employer is looking at and somehow by God's grace your one comes to the top and he looks and you've written no experience, but he or she sees, I applied for the job, I got the interview, I got a call, you've got the job. And I'm thinking, how the heck did I get that? (laughs) God's favor. Watch what God will do when you walk in obedience, when you walk in trust, when you submit your life fully to him. Watch what he will do for you. I believe there's going to be incredible favour upon your lives. I I, I really believe in the next year or two, you're going to see incredible favour and you're going to remember what I shared you this morning and you're going to say, I'm now walking in that. Watch what God is going to do. Melissa, I just... Is it Melissa? Michelle. I knew to start with the M. M and M. Michelle. Michelle, I really sense that God's going to take you to a different heights of your passion and your calling. I believe that there's so much more. I believe God's going to open doors for you that you're going to think as you open this door, you say, I've never even dreamt of this. But it's like, wow, this is for me. Watch what God will do. I believe it's going to blow your mind. I think a lot of these things that I've shared, you're going to experience water into wine moments. And sometimes it might not be grandier and massive, but in small things, watch what God's going to do, Michelle. I think you guys are a great, great couple. There's such a grace and anointing upon your lives. Watch what God's going to do. All right, let me land the plane. All right, here we go. The harvest is ripe. Let me tell you something. The harvest is ripe, my friends. You know, this pandemic that's come has softened the heart and the minds of people. And, and I believe God's going to use it. You know, in New Zealand, people are not interested in talking about Jesus because the government is their God and their rugby is their God. But we found during the pandemic, because people are taking strain and suffering, the cracks are appearing that people are wanting to ga- engage in conversation. Use this opportunity. It's been set up by God. Kairos moment. I believe the harvest is coming, Pastor Dennis. I believe that as this army uh, of, of people go forth from here, watch what God will do. This is my challenge to every single one of you for this year until the end of this year. But next year, it'll be the same because I give this challenge to my church every year. Each one reach one each year all I ask you to do. But I know Pastor Dennis wants you to read 500. I want you to reach one. Just love one person. Pray for one person. Trust God for salvation of one person. Watch what God will do. Lastly, seek the face of Jesus. Encounter. I really believe when people encounter Jesus, Your life will never be the same again. Not encounter with your head. It's an encounter here. Why do I do what I do today? I give my life for this. As I encountered Jesus, September 1979 as a university student, and I've never looked back because something happened internally that radically changed my mind changed my life, that I gave up teaching. By the way, teaching is a great profession. I worked at this a company with the anchor for the call of God to preach the gospel. But you see, your call is to preach the gospel. When you leave this facility today, on the back wall there, I can see in the spirit, you're now entering the mission field. We are all on the mission field. I just get paid to do it. You get paid by your company to do it. But we all do it. It's the mission field. And so I want to pray for you this morning. Can you please stand? Do I have a keyboardist or somebody? Thank you. Daniel. Hallelujah. Why don't you just bow your heads and close your eyes. You know, I... I I'd love to give people an opportunity to respond to the gospel because it's life-changing. Here Jesus says, repent. Make right with God. Maybe you're standing here and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Today is your day. Or maybe you just come to church Sunday by Sunday and it really doesn't mean much to you. Your heart's grown cold but there's a stirring in your heart today. I want to pray for you. If that's you this morning, raise your hand and say, Pastor, will you pray for me? Is there anybody here this morning that I can pray for? I see a hand at the back. Is there anybody else? This is, this is your life. This is your future. This is, this is your, I see a couple of hands raised. I'm going to ask one more time because I don't want to prolong this. This is your life. You've raised your hand, one last thing. I want you to come forward quickly. Just move out from where you're standing and come forward. I see the hand with the yellow shirt. Come forward. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, and I not you give these guys a great round of applause as a way of just thanking. Just come and stand in front of me, Just look at me. Anybody else? Isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing? One last time, I want to pray for you. If anybody else, please come forward. This is your life. This is your future. You can tap into everything I've shared, but you have to believe in Jesus because He gave His life for everything I've shared this morning. Thank you so much. Is there one more person? All right, come through. Come on. Come on, let's give these guys a round of applause. There we go. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer, and it's a prayer of just inviting Jesus into your life afresh. Come stand your brow. There we go. And I want you to pray it out aloud, and I'm going to ask the entire church family to pray along with me and say, "Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you in your mighty name. I repent, Lord Jesus, of my sins of my past I invite you now to come into my life as my saviour and as my Lord make me a brand new creation by the power of your spirit in Jesus name Lord I pray that you would just seal these decisions by the power of your spirit Lord God and I pray that today is a brand new day Lord